with the way everyone smokes in Russia, I feel as if everyone got cancer. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, the penultimate in the miniseries Chernobyl, The Happiness of All Mankind. This episode was written by Craig Mazine and directed by John Rennick. It premiered May 27th of 2019, and I gave this episode a 9 out of 10. I had a lot of anxiety going on with this episode between what I thought would happen to Pavel because I was just imagining the worst and then what was happening on top of that roof. Yeah, I didn't like all that, but I thought it was shot once again beautifully. I love the way this show just stays on shots. I like that. It allows for the audience to basically stay in the moment you know where the characters are currently at so there's a fact that i wanted to share that i don't think i have yet was that there was actually no container around the reactor core that actually was a lie that there that was covered up so we pick up four months later i am not going to go scene by scene i'm mostly just going to stick to the characters because a this is late and B um, they was pretty focused on just what had to happen and the emotional turmoil of what was happening so not as action-packed Pavel's introduction into the liquidator camp where everyone is basically assigned a platoon focused on a single task some people as we saw in the beginning of the episode are responsible for clearing out villagers I like that opening scene quite a bit because you have a woman who's 82 years old. She's milking her cow. She's like, look, I've been through several wars. I am well aware of this country fucking me over in some great way. Uh, I've been through famine. I'm not leaving my home. I've been here. It's the only thing I have that has kept me sane through all of these tragedies. And yet the severity of this tragedy is what gets her removed. And the guy has to shoot her cow because there, none of this is going to exist. Your cow is not going to be here. They're trying to tell you this isn't like every other disaster. This is like what cherry on tops those other disasters. And it was sad because she had to leave her home or he had to force her. He didn't want to because everybody's like, hurry up. And he's just like, look, the, you can't stay here. And she's like, no. And he's like, Ma'am, if you do stay here, you will have nothing for you, which is what I took from him killing the cow. Because there are, I found out, people that did illegally stay in the exclusion zone. There are people who are still living there, even though the government has said, no, you cannot. So I found that to be interesting, considering we know what exactly they did meticulously to get rid of the radiation in the area. Pavel is then told that they are being paid 1,000 rubles and hard liquor to basically dull the pain. And (laughs) they are giving them or making themselves these kind of uh, metal crotch things to protect their their precious uh, pipeline there so that they can make children in the future. I thought that was interesting and it's not even given out 
It's something that the men themselves have decided to do to protect themselves. Then we have the introduction of the fact that Pudavel is a civilian and they're running out of military to be these liquidators that there were the common man pulled into this and pretty much thrown into the deep end of the ocean and told to swim because he ain't got no training he didn't get nothing but a gun and told that what they th- uh, three do it's bacho Garo and him is they go out and they kill the animals. He says, do you like hit hunting? You're like, not really. And these animals are not, because I thought too that they were going to go kill some elk or some buffalo. I don't know. Not buffalo. Clearly, you know what I meant, like deers and foxes. But most of these animals are actually domestic and they have to not only kill them, go door to door and kill them, but bury them in concrete so that they are uh they don't have any possibility of carrying radiation i know this had to be really tough for some people chris evans was probably having a heart attack he probably didn't even watch this episode <laughs> he skipped it because animals are to some like people and i totally respect that i love animals that's why i don't i mean i see it as another child if i get another one right now and i can only deal with one at a time but once she's out of the house i will get myself a pet So yeah, it was really rough seeing the sweet, (laughs) just the the puppies got me too. I would have said, nah, uh uh-uh, I can't do it. Y'all, y'all gotta, y'all gotta find someone else. I like Bacho a lot though, because he really was trying. He's, he knew that this was a kid and he tried to shelter him as much as he can, but he's also like, we got a job to do and I have to get you to do it because clearly you've been consigned into this and there's uh, there's nothing else to be done this has to happen i really like bacho's story when they were on lunch because the first he says i have two rules one don't point the gun at me i don't care if you point it at garo but don't point it at me and do not let the animals suffer you know if you if i catch you and i thought he was serious too because this show can throw me for a loop but I thought he really was gonna shoot him when he said if I catch you with an animal suffering and the first thing Pavel does is shoot a dog and then he's like oh shit I shot a dog and then he's he just couldn't finish the job and Bacho comes over and gets all up in his face and I was like oh I kept thinking when he was rolling up from the just approaching the dog that Bacho was just gonna shoot him in the fucking back so when I heard the gunshot I was like no Pavel's dead but no, Bacho is much nicer than he likes to likes to uh, introduce himself as, or come off as, I should say. And Garl's ra- rather non-committal in the group. They both were from Afghanistan. They talk about their experiences. He says it's not like the movies, man. You go to war, and the first guy I shot was someone who basically startled me i shot him in the gut and that was that and when i went to sleep that night i thought i could never do this again i didn't pull my trigger the rest of the day but when i got back up i realized that what was there was always going to be there like basically all humans have the capacity to kill or to get the job done for what they believe to be the right reasons which is back to the title of the episode for the happiness of all mankind like there are some that sacrifice their lives their mental uh stability 
for a greater purpose and you have these soldiers that are all even pavel that's a civilian sacrificing that for that purpose and i thought that was very apropos it puts us also in the mindset that what they're doing rather is more i don't know it feels warfare even though it's not someone shooting at them it is the radiation that they have to fight against however like any war there's the casualties that are like oh why you know and i thought that they balanced a mirroring act of that very well then it was september Do you remember when it was pavel has mastered the skill set of shooting however he cannot deal with puppies and i don't blame him he's also still with bacho and garo they're much closer it would seem and he asks how do they survive out here and he says that the dogs uh survive by eating the chickens and then each other which is really fucked up then he goes upstairs like i said he sees the puppy the mommy and what were they eating on i do not know and i was not trying to zoom in to find out Uh, but i appreciated that he spared him that type of pain because even outside you could tell that was some impactful trauma that pavel was not going to forget anytime soon even though he didn't pull the trigger he knows what was happening because he has pulled the trigger on other occasions i was just waiting for the moment during this entire story arc that pavel was either going to kill himself or do something crazy because it was nothing but dread every time i came back to this arc but it was meant to be that way like look at this you know a few months doing this every day and you know he's smoking we saw he wasn't drinking before you know they offered him liquor he's like oh it's early in the day i don't do all that and and by the end we see he's almost as hardened as any soldier that's been to war and i think it also leads into this later sentiment of i serve the soviet union people do have a much better understanding at this point what is going on yulana spends a great deal of the episode researching putting the pieces together of what exactly happened that night she is very clearly being watched by the kgb (laughs) her every moment even when she goes to the library and then she requests certain documents from the librarian and then she has to call back the list of documents that she wants and he tells her she can have none but three wow like they were not even being subtle on the fact that you will do what i want i mean you will do your job don't get me wrong but if something comes close to being a state secret and i don't think you should know it we're not going to tell you uh but they made a few mistakes and with some testimony that she was able to gather second by second minute by minute accounts in some places in her report that has taken her since you know a few months to get together it's clear that lazy a which she did go to see um who is recovering much better than everyone else he even got his damn hair back smoking a cigarette and he refuses to assist in his own persecution and she's like i'm trying to help you from avoiding a bullet and he's like i don't think anything is going to help me from avoiding a bullet and the (laughs) matter of fact helping you is going to ensure i get that bullet 
And the plant owner and foeman are basically responsible heavily for their gross negligence, for their incompetence, uh, just all across the board. They ran this plant terrible and they ran that reactor to the ground. Like she makes it clear it has to be severe abuse going on and disservice to this reactor. However, while that is their cross to bear, it is not their theirs alone that the Kremlin knew or were warned that if you remove certain rods, uh, certain things can happen. There could be a spike and an increase. It is one of Professor L's previous comrades that brought this up. However, they classified it as state secrets about the M or RMBK reactor and which, so they did this test and I think they, I, kind of i thought i maybe explained it but maybe not but this is what kind of set off the what made the reactor like if you press this button it would cause a spike exactly what happened um the spike would cause not bro one to go in there but for graphite and then it caused the explosion that's what would happen if you press that button um as this really bad thing that no one in the kremlin ever ever addressed however previous to that when they said what it happens if you put all this stuff on it the plant was responsible for doing the safety test um they were rushing it they did it at a non-great time and that's where they are at fault yulana wants professor l to go and tell the truth to the committee because they have two committees they go into one in vienna which is basically the world and the other one at the trial for the the terrible three and that all three of them will be given testimony expert testimony and she encourages him to tell the truth reveal it all not just the part about those three and we have boris being like um no (laughs) and we'll get back to that in a little bit but that's where she spends most of the episode being like no I have checked on the widow of someone who died that night and I can assure you ignorance is nothing to be fucked with and it causes death just as much and that leaves us nicely into Lulu's story. She moves to Moscow, She her pregnancy develops but the little girl that is born only survives for four hours because all the radiation that should have killed her. And I was wondering about that. I was like, shit, she was like directly exposed to that man's skin, was kissing on him. All that she absorbed from him uh, was absorbed by her fetus. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. Of course, this is terribly, terribly sad. Uh, the person, uh, the, the real life person said that after this show came out, a lot of people um, were harassing her about her decisions at this point and period in time. But I think I even brought it up in my previous episode. Not only is it just a shocking, overwhelming, what the hell just happened type of event in your life. But at the same time, these were not people who understood much of anything. I mean, you had a 25-year-old who's the head engineer, and he ain't been to college one day. <laughs> so um, the, if you want to blame anyone, blame the, the government, 
who kept their own people so in ignorance that they exposed their own child to a certain danger and i'm sure that hurts on her soul you know i mean her child as she as yulana stated died for her mother and her mother had no, no real choice in that and I, I i just think that's a whole unfortunate situation about why the public should be always informed fucking trump i'm looking at you motherfucker and how you know we should not be trying to silence that information because it can always harm more than than it could help so california i'm looking at you too (laughs) and all those arizona those top three states that was like oh you know i'm gonna listen to what that ignorant man with an orange face and has no degrees is gonna tell me sure I really hope a lot of people weren't swallowing bleach. Let's move on to Professor L and Boris, my favorite two people. They need to tackle the last obstacle, which is the graphite on top of this roof. However, it is a hot, hot, hot radiation zone. They have labeled it off in several parts. Uh, One can kill a man within an hour, another within two, if they put any bodies on top of this building. So they need to get some robots. The Soviet Union has one and can build two more. And they are able to take that up to the less dangerous areas. But the mother pearl of radiation requires a more advanced hardware, which is where General T comes in. Uh, they do get a robot from West Germany, which was a hard trade in itself, but it dies immediately as the Kremlin can't even be honest (laughs) with the neighbors they're trying to help and gave the inaccurate cover-up number that they're telling the world is the level of radiation, except, uh, it's like two Hiroshima levels every hour every second as um professor l continues to bring up and this not only wasted a whole month of time they killed the joker (laughs) and it causes boris to have one of the best epic meltdowns Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit, come on. Seriously, him walking down them steps with the phone was absolutely golden, as it's usually Professor L who don't give a fuck, but he's like, oh, they have switched personalities because Professor L's all calm and not freaking out i love their switcheroo in this episode you see that boris is the one talking a whole bunch of science and coming up with ideas and he's like okay i'll let my partner do this yeah i need a spinoff series of them too asap called love in your 60s (laughs) and then the moment when the first robot was successful and boris turned over and looked over at professor l's tiny smile you so fucking precious when you smile. Yeah. He did from the back and drive you wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, I- he said, Legasa, what is that? Is that a smile? And then he gives him the hug. Oh, love those two. 
with no options though and i like the fact that they were sitting there at the table coming up with the most ridiculous idea because they don't want to put any people on top of them and usually it's you know the scientists are the last uh you know well he's kind of been asking lately like we should put these people up we should put these people up and then you got the military guy being like we should just boil some lead (laughs) and put it in a helicopter (laughs) and it's funny but it's not because they're like what ridiculous idea can we come up with to not sacrifice our own people and they really were trying both him and t because T was like, maybe we should do something. He was like, that sounds ridiculous. He's like, what do you mean? You just told me you wanted to boil lead and put it in a fucking plane. But that's when Professor L breaks it down. We need bio robots. It's got to be people. So once again, their countrymen are sacrificed. Because it's not even just that they, they were out of options. They were out of options in their country. They refused to ask the Americans for anything. And I remember the first three times that uh, Professor L said, he's like, the Americans? Like, oh my God, can they please be involved? Can they please be involved? Someone please call the fucking Americans. But (laughs) no, he was not friends at this time. And, you know, I get it. I get it. Russia don't be good to, um, they was not in in the world of power. They were not on the right side of that fight. They just, they just were not. Just like right now, America is on the wrong side of Rona because of fucking morons in charge. But these people are sent out 90 seconds to toss as much graphite as they possibly can, some weighing up to 50 pounds, kilograms. Uh, one guy clearly did not make it because, I mean, it felt like someone wasn't going to make it. I thought he was going to look over to the edge because he said, don't look over there because you're going to stare right in the face of radiation. And they don't even tell them what is over there. I mean, they don't take that much to figure it out, though. <laughs> like, that's the reactor. Don't look down there. And we see this guy struggle, and I wanted him to make it so bad. And then when that bell clanged and then he got stuck, they said, don't try to trip, don't fall. And he's panicking for the moment he gets out there. And of course, he does make it back in there, which is way over 90 seconds. And not only that, he cut his shoe trying to get the the rock off of him. So not only is he done, but he's also dead. And back to our last conversation of the episode that had any real significance is what Yolanda asked Professor L to do. And then you immediately have Boris saying, you know, let's make a deal with the KGB. We will keep their name out of it and you won't say anything. And then they can quietly let us fix the other 12 reactors. That is an acceptable deal, but as Yolanda points out, you call me naive. Why are you going to trust the KGB as if, one, they cannot turn on you, and B, you know, (laughs) some of us can easily take a bullet, some of us can't. And that's where Boris is like, I don't want my man dying over this shit. You take the deal and keep your life because we are going to die old together older than we already are because we only got like three more years four more years that's so sad 
And that is how we end the episode. I think I touched on everything that needed to be touched on. Let's jump into the feedback. back in two different ways you can send it written in email format or you can send it via audio to blackrocouch at gmail.com we have up tonight queen shy hey christina i am back to discuss episode four of chernobyl and i will say <laughs> this episode was so depressing <laughs> so depressing I'm like I don't know it was just so depressing from start to finish just sad and I don't anyway I was looking forward to the end of this episode I'm not gonna lie I mean it was good and informative and all that but damn it was depressing from the killing of the animals, um, I had to skip through some of that. I was like, I don't want to. I'm not trying to hear no more gunshots about you know animals, dogs being killed. Then that one scene with the mama and her puppies. I'm just like, this is ugh. And then we got the men that are coming in these young men coming in sacrificing themselves you know they could only spend 90 seconds on this roof and it was highly highly dangerous highly radiation area it was just it was just i don't know it was just a lot this episode then we got um baselli um his wife that you're calling her lulu I don't remember her name, so I'm going to just say Lulu as well. Um, She ends up losing her baby. Um, They talk about how the radiation she ingested killed the baby. The baby soaked up all of that and um, didn't survive. Then they have her in the end. So why couldn't they have separated her, put her in a different part of the hospital one didn't have babies, mothers and their babies in it. That was, oh, just like I said, this this one, this episode just brought me down with all the depressing stories after the other. Then we got the young man, Pavel, who goes into that camp, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, young and it's just like that with well, a month or two later he's jaded and just like the rest of them smoking cigarettes probably drinking after having to you know go around and kill these animals so yeah it was just like it's just i don't know it's just such a hard one to watch then we got the Dietloff, the douchebag, I couldn't believe he's still alive. I'm like, really? So he would be the one to survive? Anyway, so of course he would, you know, because he sent everybody else to their death while he, you know, sat around. 
and did nothing but act like they were all delusional or something. So, yeah, we have him still not really saying too much about what happened, trying to cover his behind, which, you know, I get, you know, trying to cover your six, so not saying too much, ain't trying to be shot up because you said more than you should have. Then we have, as usual, I mean, which, again, I mean, we know this is a cover-up, and that cover-up wasn't going to stop at, um, you know, the finding out of the explosion. Um, The aftermath is going to have its fair share of cover-up, and we see that, you know, the Soviet Union continues to try to downplay to the world was really going on so when they really thought that they had a solution to covering up that um, graphite with this machine that they got from West Germany um, it didn't work because Gorbachev is telling the world telling West Germany um, that they it was the highest it is is the highest the radiation was was 2000 when on that roof alone, it was 12,000. So, yeah, they're already set up to fail. And so they rather risk the lives of thousands, tens of thousands of men so that the truth doesn't get out versus asking for the appropriate help to really battle and contain the radiation and do what needs to be done. So... Yeah, I mean, this episode, I mean, in one part, it was, you know, it was good, uh, but like I said, you know, the other part, it was just, just one depressing thing after the next. You know, we got Yulana, you know, going to uh, the professor and the general while they discussed, you know, what they're going to say in Vienna course you got um, Ulana who's you know the idealist and thinks that we should be telling the truth you know the truth is what's needed and you got the professor who's in the middle and you got you know the general who's obviously a politician and thinking about the the political side of it and so, yeah, and again, you got Professor in the middle um, being torn between the two opposing views on what should be the next step. So, but yeah, I mean, it was a, all in all, I mean, it was a good episode in the aspect of we got to see the aftermath and all the stuff that they did to um, alleviate the... the fallout um from whatever what what all happened um there was that one scene with the old lady I was I feel so bad for her I mean some people feel that way I mean she's 82 years old her thing is I live my life I mean I'm rather I'm die just as I lived on the land that you know I grew up knowing and loving and experiencing my life on so 
this is where I want to die. But, you know, they didn't give her that option. And, uh, yeah. But that's all I have for this episode. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) My mood is just... Probably should have watched this earlier so I can have a moment to really digest everything and then give feedback. But, you know, you're supposed to be doing the podcast today so i have to provide you with something so sorry this isn't the most you know enthusiastic (laughs) um podcast i mean podcast lord have mercy feedback you will get for your podcast but yeah it's it's where my my mind is of course i had a long day it was a hard day at work more stuff anyway that's neither here nor there um that's all i got so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy now i feel like a bitch for never being on time <laughs> like uh so you're doing the podcast today and i wish i had more time and then here it is um the next day my bad um look sometimes i get caught up certain documentaries (laughs) and the next thing I know I'm like oh it's definitely time for me to go to sleep uh as far as your feedback being it it was depressing it was not a happy happy situation (laughs) none of this is in particular so no I think you had the appropriate reaction like this is fucked up and I think that's exactly what they wanted to convey on the emotional impact this was having on the people that were cleaning this mess up, right? Not only the people was cleaning it up, these three people on this committee responsible for cleaning this mess up and all of the obstacles that they're facing against their own government regarding this mess and then the psychological uh, fallout of that. So I think Uh, It's apropos to say, no, this was not just, you know, one that's going to leave you feeling all warm and fuzzy inside. You definitely want to watch some Rick and Morty afterwards, which I need to catch up on season four. I have not watched season four yet. I know. Don't judge me for those who are Rick and Morty fans, (laughs) but it's on HBO Max. So I'm about to get it in sometime this weekend because I bet you it could be like one quick binge. But yeah, I think you covered everything that needed to be covered. Um, I think I said it in the podcast that there were people that just didn't leave. Um, and then you mentioned hunting. I thought that was a good thing to bring up as well. Because people are out there that love killing deers and shit. Some people go out there because, yes, I invite every hunter that wants to come to Cleveland, Ohio and have a happy time in the fucking trails to get at it, man. These deers out here are out of the fucking chain and yes someone needs to curdle this population but for people who just love to go out and just you know kill elephants (laughs) let me just go kill a tiger or some random shit yeah how do you reconcile this if you were a hunter because he asked that question do you hunt if you were a hunter in this time how would it feel differently if you were killing these tiny little animals versus say a deer as someone who would want to be helping the population or someone who's just a crazed madman. Cause I almost feel like we should have did a background psychological check on the crazed madman and let them have at it. Probably did nothing to their souls. 
so yeah oh and i didn't even bring up the fact that the people that were on the roof were making 200 rubles less than the people that were out there shooting dogs for months yeah perspective well that is all for this episode of chernobyl we'll have the finale coming out this week as well so stay tuned for that you can find this podcast by Coco Couch Reviews on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes and leave a review. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic. <laughs>